Welcome to New Music Saturday. Myself, Dr. Rock, Dr. Bones, and filling in for Mike for the next couple of weeks is our good friend Dave from Grass Card and the Guaco Project. Welcome, Dave. Good evening, Doc. How are we doing? Man, it's good. It's been a long time since we've actually got a chance to talk like this. Oh, it has, hasn't it? It's been a long time. Good couple of years, I think. And, you know, oh, man, at least. And you always think about the other day, too, is like there's one show in particular, like we, we had like good tracks like we normally do, but. After like about four or five, you're like more, more, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always the case, man. Always the case. Well, man, we got a great list uh, going for tonight. Uh, first off, I'll be before I forget. I just want to say happy birthday to Adam Lewis. He used to be part of Cult Forty Eight. They disbanded Forty Eight, so the Rape and the Grave now. But happy birthday, Adam! And a big, huge thank you to everyone who took the time to wish me uh, happy birthday on Twitter and Facebook. I really, really appreciate you guys. It was amazing. Oh yeah, happy birthday again, man! Yeah, so it was it was a it was a very good day, <laughs> but I do oh, appreciate sure? I do appreciate all the <laughs> all the shout outs and stuff like that because like well I had the week off as well as actually national birthday so it was like oh. Tuesday so but it was still it was a uh, it was a good time man like it was a lot of fun it was a nice day and we've been having surprisingly a really nice weather so nothing to complain about <laughs> quality. So, um, yeah, I was actually off this week, so I didn't get up to too much this week because I've done a lot of stuff I need to do already. So kind of left me with not a whole lot, but still good because I got to work on the show a little bit more and that sort of thing. But uh, other than that, man, um, like what, what have you been up to? Let's, let's, let's start with you, buddy. <laughs> well, it's just obviously been a tough year for everyone, I think. It's a bit crazy um, with lockdown and stuff like that. Um, luckily, Guaco Project's been keeping us going musically uh but other than that i kind of had a it's like a mental block you know i thought this might be good a good time to just no one bothering you no interruptions just get creative but just um i don't know like and i heard tom morello describe the same thing as like like a fog 
in his head. So <laughs> if it wasn't for Stu just bombarding us with music, I don't know. I don't know what I'd have been doing. Probably sitting playing FIFA or some crap like that, you know. <laughs> stoned out, stoned out my skull every day. <laughs> Well, I've been out with my dog tons, uh, and th- thankfully, I've been working through this whole this whole pandemic, and uh, so I've been I've been keeping busy, but still getting a little bit bored because I'm not putting the hours I was in before. So now, like less hours a week, I mean, I'm still getting paid for the forty, but it's still like like trying to find stuff to do. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to kind of fill the time of the day. I mean, like I said, the dogs take up a lot of it, which is great, but. And yeah, not, not a big time gamer. So I, I mean, I do have a couple like older systems. So I, I've actually been playing some like Super Mario World and like Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter Two on Super Nintendo. Well, can't go wrong with the classics, man. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> <you need? laughs> and just just remembering how to do all the finishing moves too. That was that was the that was a fun part, you know, like and just to having to do the moves like the sludge your finger like the half moon and double tap backwards ab or whatever it is you know oh yeah man but mortal kombat just got sicker and sicker didn't it oh Each yeah time it came out with the finish hands like yeah. whoa holy, holy <laughs> shit yeah. what's well, going on yeah oh well, yeah that's right i mean if you look at the if you look at the <laughs> one from ps uh from ps2 from super nintendo to what is now man it's completely different you know and yeah it, it's going it, from like a for a kid's game to rated 18 it's up there with evil dead Oh yeah, right. Eh? And, and just it, you know, think about it too. And you know, before you know, like you know, finish him. You know, like let's say Scorpio like takes a mask off and he's got a skull and just burns the guy alive. But even even at this, not so she's like, you know, <laughs> Scorpio wins. <Yeah. laughs> so, 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 go ahead. No, I'm just saying quality. Absolutely yeah. quality. <laughs> Love and, those. The Street Fighter Two, it, it always it always kills me because uh, on Robot Chicken, they did uh, on well, third or fourth season, they did uh, something on uh, uh, well, they did a couple of things with uh, uh, Street Fighter Two. So the first one was uh, uh, there's guys arguing in the office, and he's like, "Well, the report was done this day." He's like, "No, the report was done this day," and they start fighting, and the manager steps in and goes, "Whoa, I only one fair way to uh, handle this." So they do it to go versus, right? So the guy faced off the guy who was arguing with him, and then he faced off another person in the office, and then and then, and then Ryu from Street Fighter's like, Ryu from Street Fighter? I didn't know you worked here. I don't, but that report is definitely due Tuesday. And he hits him with a fireball, eh? <laughs> the major crossover, man. Oh man, I was just dying. And the the other one was uh where uh, um it's I pretty sure it's uh um uh, Ryu again. He's he's dealing with the packages of who they're supposed to fight, and people keep on calling with problems. And you know, Blanca's the one that kind of the, the big beast that electrocutes people. And he, yeah. he he's on the phone. He goes, "Don't scream at me! I told you that the hotel specifically said no pets." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! It's it's like the uh, I mean, obviously you haven't watched them all because they were all mixed up when they were on. But remember the. Robot Chicken, Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's similar kind of humour, you know, like that. I spent hours watching them late oh. night. Who's Dave? Do you have an ATM in that rainbow light bright? <laughs> oh, my God, he's crying. You know, it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> That's class, man. So, yeah, no one realizes the hardship of a stormtrooper in, in real life. You know, he's got a family at home. Well, the, the t- you never see that side of it, do you? Well, unless oh, he man. was like, off some power. Yeah. <laughs> 
But the thing is, too, is all of them were obviously essentially accurate to the scenes in the respective movies, right? Because yeah, yeah. Uh, with with uh, Lando Calrissian uh, making the deal with Vader, and he keeps on changing it. You know, he goes, because <laughs> it comes out, he's like, uh, initially says, no, the Parver deal was this wasn't supposed to. Oh, it's only supposed to hand them over to you, not this and that, and. He goes, I'm changing the rules of the deal because uh pray on alter again. And so he's like, Man, this deal's not fair. He comes back in. Next up, coach, what once you wear these clown shoes and refer to yourself as Mary. Man, this deal's getting worse all the time, right? So they go back and forth. And though the thing was strikes back when when uh Han Sol was in in the reactor room and uh and uh there's someone calls reactor, he's like, Hi, I'm good, how are you? And, and that actually did happen in the movie, you know, like because I can't remember whether Han Sol um George Harrison just ad libbed it, or just like kind of just fit perfectly. Because well, I'm good. How are you, <laughs> George he, Harrison? Did you say the no, 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 uh, uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah, I knew, I knew who you meant, man. I was just painting. I meant family. Harrison Ford, and I. Funny enough, I know I, I saw the Simpsons the other day with the B sharps with Harrison uh, with the George Harrison. Yeah, you know. Oh, so class. Like, oh my god, where'd you get that brownie? Let's table over there. Oh, what a nice fellow. <laughs> so. All right. Well, man, uh, we've sidetracked long enough. I'm sure there'll be plenty others in this show, but uh, let's yeah. get to the music, man. Uh, today, we're going to start off with a brand new Seething Akira. They haven't come out with uh, an album probably about, I think it's about two years. And uh, right. and the our last album, uh, I made a mistake because I, I couldn't remember what it was creepy, but Sleepy Skeletor. So that was their last album. This is their first single off an upcoming album. I'm yeah. not sure exactly when. I thought you... I thought you'd said something else earlier in the video yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, but yeah. I, I said I'll keep creepy, that it's supposed to be Sleepy Skeletor. Sleepy, right, yeah. Because okay. I was just thinking of it, because like, what I do is I try to write down all the stuff I want to talk about in the video in, in, like a, in a rough draft book, and then I try to make sure I go with it, because I like to do one take, one take only. If I have to do it again, then so be it, but I try to do it with one take, so everybody knows it's, it's all live. I'm not reading off the cue card, or, or you know, Kim, <laughs> Kim, Kim's not holding up like a big thing. It's like, no, I'm not reading that. No, not that either. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey! Oh, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just sounds more contrived anyway when you do it like that. Gotta do it on the fly, man. Yeah. I state your name. I see. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, let's kick it off here. Let's get going. This is Seething Akira with their brand new single called Gravity. Dig this.
Right on, man. Brand new seating Akira. And it was called Gravity. And man, what a what a good uh kind of lead into their uh to their new stuff off their first album because man, that's a great tune and definitely has heavy Deftones influence. And I'm kicking myself, I'm gonna kick myself even harder because I refuse to look it up. And Dave, you're gonna help help me out here. Chester <laughs> Pennington sang for which band? Oh, uh, Lincoln Park. Thank you. I couldn't remember. Like, I know it's, there, there's even a place in Michigan called Lincoln Park. And I still can think it was like, it's like Lincoln Park. Like, Damn it. It's like, thank you. It's like, but I, yeah. I, I'm too stubborn to look it up. It's like, no, I'm going to wait till the absolute last resort until I cannot get it. <laughs> then I'll do it. But yeah, so a mix of Deftones and Lincoln Park. The, the vocals were great. I love the mix. I mean, like, that was, that was some some crazy stuff. Like, it's just different, like, uh, not not quite synth, but just different effects. Uh, it was just the way they had that worked in. It kind of twisted on the guitar work, and it was great. Yeah, quality tune. I mean, I had my head nodding there all the way through. There's a lot of influences, a lot of British bands, I suppose, reminders of like that. I mentioned Enter, Enter Shikari, is it? I almost said Enter Shakira there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that. I was waiting for. Um, I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> um, um, bring me the horizon, people like that. Um, but I mean, that's better. I mean, the crunching guitars, like them little little Pac-Man sounds at the start, a little, you know, <laughs> the, and then towards the end there, you know, that when it was kind of coming into the outro, just remember the intro to Fight Club, yep. the opening song. It's kind of got that oh, driving yeah. kind of almost the police sirens just fitted in perfectly with it as well, you know. Or was that just me imagining police sirens? No, it was no, going, no, 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 I'm pretty sure it happened too. It happens. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> and that's my plan, Mr. Griffin. You didn't say anything. You just said, "And that's my plan." Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And that's my plan. <laughs> so, oh man. Um. Uh, just real quick before we get to our next song. Uh, past like few days, like you know, later on during the day, later on at night, when it's kind of gotten like. Little, little cooler out, so still outside for a bit. Come inside, me wind up by watching something kind of mindless and like Netflix or something. So, we've been watching like you know, The Office and stuff like that. And yeah. so, like the US version, I mean, the, the, the British version's up there too, but the US version, <clears throat> anyways. So, uh, the point of this story is there's well, one of the episodes we were watching today. Uh, uh, one of the, char- well, the character's name is Dwight, right? So, Dwight drives out with Ryan for the people who've seen a US version of uh, The Office. So, he drives out with Ryan, and then when they go shut the car off. He, he just hit him and hear like a bit of a song. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, man. Probably much, but that's fucking Life of Agony. That's amazing. <laughs> it's from their first uh, I've album. I've never watched the American one. Oh, no, it's good, man. That, the only point was the fact that he was that he was listening to Life of Agony. He's like, man, that's awesome. It's from their first album, River Runs Red. It's like, that's amazing. It's like, her, that's like, I know that voice anywhere. That's Life of Agony. <laughs> but a good, like, heavy metal, like, solid band. So. But yeah, I just I just want to point out like that's awesome because you no know, once in a while you pick up these little things. It's like man, that's amazing. Life of Agony. What are the chances to be played in like in in a, in a, in a sitcom like this? So it's pretty cool. Five seconds, but still, that's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but no, I mean I think it's happening more and more. It's becoming more prevalent on things like Netflix. You'll be sitting watching one of these new dramas on Netflix, and they're either playing in the soundtracks. Like oh, yeah. either classic classic tunes where you're like fuck man I've not heard this but not expecting it in the kind of drama or whatever it is that you're watching and there's a lot of lot more new music as well a lot more like trying to plug new artists it's uh, like dark have you ever watched that dark on Netflix the I German drama I haven't watched that yet, no. quality 
But well, I've picked up a few bands from there where, where I'm like, well, I've got to know this song, Shazam, boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so, yeah, it's get, it's becoming more and more of a thing where people music getting their music out through that kind of well, outlet, I guess. It's, it's been happening for a while, just not as prominent as it is now. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of bands that may not became big because of the shows they were on, but, you know, whether the band played like, like a... Um, say a guest spot during the show it wasn't live you know it was still like on video right so there's still like they were doing an actual music video or yeah. they're playing the credits you know it might have helped them a little bit but it also depended on the viewership and if the viewers actually listen and pay attention to the music as opposed to the show right mm-hmm. so you, you yeah just gotta, i mean, hope it works so yeah it's finding the balance making sure the tune fits the scene as well i suppose well, but um, but Ste- I mean, it's like a Canadian artist called Steph Copeland, who I don't know if you've heard of before, but I got onto her through watching a film called uh, The Neon Demon. Okay. Um, and that heard. song came on, and you you know when you just transfixed? Oh, yeah. Kind of like, I had to shazam it. You don't watch the movie. Movies, I wouldn't say it's shite, but it, <laughs> it just don't watch it. No, it's wrong. I know on so many levels. I loved it. But that tells its own story. Oh yeah, no. but yeah, the, <laughs> the, the song and the scene just so, it stood out so much, and I, I was like, I have to know who this girl is, and I've I've co- obviously downloaded a few of her tracks now, and on my YouTube playlist, quality stuff. We'll have to get her on the show, Doc. That's right. Yeah, get her on well, the show. <laughs> well, you know, I, I kind of do the lazy <laughs> way. I just usually oh, and now I can do it without even touching the phone. But hey, Siri, who sings this? Okay, let me have a listen. Uh oh, <laughs> not you. Now my phone's going stop. <laughs> I forgot. I just, I just had to hit that the home button on the phone to stop it from picking up. Yeah, don't don't be shouting out commands like that. Yeah, because you're just about to say, okay, well, let me have a listen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome, man, because they have they have like different like accents. So uh, honestly, like I, I couldn't help it. My 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 uh, Siri on uh, my phone is it has got the British accent. Oh. Class, I like and, the style, man. Yeah, so he's like, oh, why not? Because uh, Kim was like, oh, it'd be funny. Oh, it'd be funny. It'd be kind of cool at the same time too. So okay, okay, turn left at the corner, right? Like, but it asks you first, do you want, do you want like, um, like, uh, England, quote unquote, England, U.S. or or English, English, right? You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, so yeah. One way she'll kind of talk like North Americans understand, but another way, not necessarily slang, but what you guys are used to, but. I've t- I've been chatting with guys for years and been in England. I know the slang, so where or <laughs> I can do it either way. I'm good. You know? Well, yeah, just don't get a Geordie one because you'll crash within like five <laughs> minutes. Be like, you haven't gone that way. You gone this way. Go turn left at the roundabout. <laughs> roundabout. What's a roundabout? <laughs> but yeah, but Geordie's a different language to British, in anyway. So that's just uh, something else. You know. Do remember me telling you about that that that, that show was a takeoff on the U.S. show? It's called the Geordie Shore <laughs> instead of Jersey oh, yeah, Shore. Yeah. Like, okay, we've got one yeah. done with enough. We don't need to add another stupid one. It's like, can we, can we stop uh, re- rewarding stupidity here? You know? Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. Stupidity still gets the biggest reward in today's market. I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, stupider like a fox. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, oh man, next up, uh, we got a, uh, another Kick-Ass band, and I know you've heard at least most of the album. So this band is Johnny Stranger, and as you know, uh, Peter Anthony is also plar- part of Polaris Rose, and this was more his project, and uh, the better half, uh, uh, Maddie t- played uh, vocals and did... Uh, Played vocals, played bass, and did backing vocals as well. Yep. She's more or less the, the main singer for Players Shows, but they've always done very awesome harmonies. They're great people. I was able to have Peter on not too long after the album came out, 
And of course, as soon as it came up for sale, I was like, yoink! Like, it's like, I got my copy. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it right away. And man, the, like, the, this this is an epic like masterpiece of an album. It really is from start to finish. And I can never see enough good things about it. I know I'm partial to them, but man, once you hear these songs, trust me, I bet you'll be on my side. You'll fully agree. So here we go with, with Johnny Stranger and a song called Valkyrie, which is, by the way, the title track to the album. Dig this. Thank you. 
Johnny Stranger and Valkyrie, which is the title track to the album Valkyrie, which I said before is is an epic masterpiece. I mean, this thing is it's just album just blew me away from start to finish. From when he sent me the first track, P is for Pompeii, it's like, man, I can't wait to hear more. It's like and more and more, so it's just like, yes, this album's getting better and better, and it's so many twists and turns, and so heavy the instances. Man, like he just they just did a phenomenal job with it. And they are working on more, and pretty sure another month or so there'll be some new players froze out as well which would be awesome can we hear that and i know um pete's actually currently working on new johnny stranger as well so because he went to kind of six albums 10 years sort of thing so anyway great tune love the track it, it's just happy it's got a good beginning and uh like i, I probably mentioned the first time that uh played the track that uh first thing i thought of was was looney tunes with you know with kill the wabbit kill the wabbit <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, i'm thinking is it from a TV program or a movie, Stu and Michael both be sitting there going, it's this, damn it. Yeah. Uh, sitting at home, probably messaging us frantically, but I can't read anything because I'm on Skype. But um, 
it's from something famous, like a famous old movie or something like that. Do, 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 do. I was going to say Superman, but obviously that's just not no, Superman. No, but yeah, it'll come to us. Yeah, it'll come to us halfway through part two. I'll just blurt it out out of nowhere, you know. But um, the song. Back to the song. I mean, class. I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing the album. Both the first, both two tunes have both been really well produced as well. But I would. A lot of crunching guitars in there. Actually, a little a bit of flamenco style, like Spanish guitar somewhere in the middle. Like uh, the chord progression was very, uh, like Mexicano, Latino. Yeah. I'm, I'm just throwing everything in there. You know, I haven't got Mike's technical knowledge, unfortunately, but uh, well, nor do I. <laughs> it, I lost count of the time changes. It's just such a well structured, well put together song. It doesn't stop for a minute. Well, it does goes down that nice mellow breakdown, but. I just chilled you out for a few minutes, ready for the next bit when it kicks in for the crescendo, you know? But yeah, great tune. Well, no, you got some really good points there, Dave. And uh, speaking just of the different like, core changes sort of thing, I'll, I'll be honest, like, um, no, for a while, like, like, I play guitar as a hobby, right? But playing guitar and listening to music, you know, I, I know I've always, always seen notes to core changes, and there's, there's some here and there, but there's some that are kind of more, more, quick and faster pace and i didn't really notice a some of so many drops and changes until and if you're gonna think of, I, I can say mars volta but i heard mars volta after this but the three uh 311 still one of my favorite bands but after external album i kind of they just got a little too teased for me i just didn't like them anymore but i still like their older stuff but point being yeah. is they had a song called creatures for a while and that's got like so many different core changes, like because even the, even the, the the DJ who was playing said, "It's like, well, it's got these different chords." He's like, "Yeah, we'll see about that." It's like, oh my god, he's right! Like, wow, that's a lot. And then you go to the end, you go to Mars Volta. It's like, okay, well, this is completely different. <laughs> where, where, where are we starting? Where are we ending? Just all over the place. But it just it makes sense, at least in in you know in uh, Omar Vasquez had to make sense. Like, oh, this is yeah, this this will do. We're good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if they fit in as many as uh, System of a Downward into two minutes, but yeah. <laughs> over seven minutes, that was a lot of changes. Like, and it was it was class, great tune. So yeah, send us the album, man. But you know, it's just one of those things that David seems like progressively. It's been more and more in different in different bands, you know, and, and different switch ups, like like off offbeat uh, drumming, like Tool, for instance, for example, right there. Um, oh, the, pioneers of it, aren't they? Right, and and the first time I actually remember hearing something that was like really offbeat, but it worked was off Soundgarden's album Louder Than Love, the song Gun. Mm. If you listen to that song, like when we get a chance to listen, listen to the guitar. To yeah, the drums, I know the but, song, yeah. But it's like, it's like, wow, it just, it's not quite there, but just, it sounds good, you know? But of course that song's like super heavy, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I just sound good. Well, I just, I just think of the, the end part because I'm not going to do it, but you know, like, but it starts off to, I got an idea, something we can do with a gun. Then progressive gets higher, and I cannot hit those pitches, and I'm not going to destroy the song. So I'm going to stop right there. So, so, so <laughs> I, I know, I know better. This love show, man. <laughs> 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 I think you're a hustler, man. You've got some, you've got some lungs there. You'll be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, man. Next up, again, some more brand new high low. This is off their their lockdown EP called Ham Grenade, not hand, but ham. So, this is another one off here. <laughs> this one's called Ears for Beards. High low. Dig this.
Oh my god. Uh, no coughs. Um sorry. <laughs> so that was high low with ears for beards and because Dave and I were just talking out fair and then once we got help from our good friends uh Johnny Stranger and uh, Mr. Ron Bose realized that we're both dumbasses idiots that we didn't think of that. It was <laughs> right in the Valkyrie like, oh right, my god. Yeah, so, only in my favorite movie of all time, <laughs> as in Apocalypse Now, one of the most iconic scenes of all time, but no. But no yeah. But either way, guys, thank you very much. We do appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're dumbasses. And I yeah, cheers, lads. Off here. I said, that's why that's why we love our, our listeners, uh, bands and, and uh, listeners alike, that we get the help when we can't remember. Because, like I said, it, it, it's not that we can't look it up. It's just it's stubbornness of not wanting to look it up because we should know it and just blanking on it. <laughs> Yeah, plus but, the nurses in the care home won't let us use the radio all the yeah. time while we do this on the slide. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, of course, sometimes the antenna doesn't work. And like, so, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ears for Beards, High Low, off their new EP, Hand Grenade. And man, this is a great tune because uh, I've said before that the kings of fuzz rock, but uh, man, this was a, a mix uh, of this one to me, uh, sounds sound like, uh, first word sounds like, right? So it was a mix <laughs> of Weezer, like yeah. early breeders, like the, the their album Splash, the last Splash, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, Breeders, the last Splash, and Pavement, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, say man, that. I just it just 
well, not it's not just the vocals, but the, just the different kind of sound effects with the with the guitar riffs going. You know, it just they had just had that that certain production recording sound to them, mm. and that's what more or less yeah. the feel of those influences. Mm, definitely. Well, I mean, the intro immediately I got vibes of like uh, "Where Is My Mind," Pixies. You know, just the the initial start, but Weezer was exactly what dropped into my mind once the verse dropped in. It's like, yeah. Kings of Fuzz Rock, good way to describe them. Yeah, good stuff. Pixies, I love Weezer. Yeah, oh, me too, man. And Pixies, like, nice, nice, nice pick there. Um, and well, not that they were really obscure, but um, uh, here, here's a little, here's a little uh, um, fact about the Pixies is uh, Jack Black, the singer for the Pixies, not an actor. Anyways, yeah, Frank, sorry, Frank Black, Frank Black, sorry. Uh, my God. <laughs> I'm ha- I'm having a little Sony here, folks. Together, <laughs> Frank Black, because that's yeah. what I meant to say. Not want to say not not the other Jack Black, but Frank Black, the singer for the Pixies, actually didn't start his career till he's till he was in his early thirties. Right. Okay. So, so, so I was going to say so the show for me, yeah. But even that chip is sale, really, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah. Well, I'll never stop rocking. Oh yeah. Well, same here, man. So just a little fun fact, yeah. So uh, Frank Black did not start the Pixies till he was about thirty, and and I. Th- Pretty sure Kim Deal was a little bit older too at the time, so probably right around his age as well, I'm assuming. But either way, it's just great stuff. And um, the point I was getting at is for my birthday, uh, um, uh, M got me, uh, she got me uh, Mr. Bungle with California on vinyl. Right, okay. So, man, one of the best albums that's with Ares Morande, Air Conditioned Nightmare. No, no, get me out of this air conditioned nightmare. Dun, 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 not, dun, dun. It just, it just, I've not heard it, to be fair. Oh, really? No, not. Oh no way! Okay, uh, well, man, I got hooked up with Mr. Bungle. Then Mr. Bungle is is Mike Patton from Faith No More. It was his first band before he went to Faith No More. Oh right, okay. Yeah, Did man, not know it, that. it's it's, it's <clears throat> any anybody's heard Mr. Bungle? Please let Dave know on Twitter how good they are and how crazy just messed up they are. So because they had three albums, um, California. Um, let's see there too. Um, uh, Give me a couple of seconds, but there's three uh, Disco Valente and let's see there one. Either way, each album is completely different. California is more like kind of swing, surf, alternative, like a little bit of uh, <clears throat> um, it's kind of Asian guitar influence, and then you know yeah. Disco Valente is more like harder that sort of thing. And uh, I got, I'll remember the, the other one in a second, but all complete different sounds. And Mike Patton is the singer for all three, for well, obviously all three albums because it's his band. But uh, mm. he actually, or when he was uh, approached by Faith and More to sing for the, the real thing before it came out, um, he said, I'll do it on the condition that I can still, Mr. Do, still do Mr. Bungle. And I said, okay, yep, done, no problem. Because Mike yeah. Pan's got his, his own his own side label called, I think it's called Garco Records. And he's on a lot of side projects. So he's on Mr. Bungle. He did a band called uh, Tomahawk, which is badass hell. Another band called The Phantomas. And The Phantomas, man, it, it, it's it's the craziest mix, but what a sound. So it's Mike Patton, who's on vocals. It's got Dave Lombardo, ex Slayer drummer, Dave Lombardo yeah. on drums. It's got Buzz from the Melvins on guitar. And the, the bass is just a good buddy of, of Mike Patton's name, Trevor Dunn, who's played with Tomahawk and Mr. Bungle. Jesus. And I saw That's live. quite a lineup, like. I saw <laughs> live was pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I'm not going to go into details, but Mr. Bungle is someone completely different over here. Like, 
Peace Rubbish, the children's TV show. I'll oh. send you a photo of them when I get a chance. Okay, well then, uh, I did not know that. <laughs> but yeah, but Bungle Zippy and Jeffrey don't trump the lineup you've just mentioned. That no way. It's yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear them do it tune together though. <laughs> All right, man. <coughs> oh my god. Excuse me. Like a helicopter. <laughs> um so uh, yeah i think we're having a little bit too much fun today but it's all good so um next up, oh yeah oh well, it's the whole point right so next up is a band called cynthia and uh this uh is a side project of a guy named rocker heart now rocker heart plays with ron bows as in bows and heart so this is a side project of his. This is the second song they sent us, and this is awesome. And this is pretty heavy. So with a band called Cynthia. The song's called Hell's Knockin'. Dig this. <laughs>
Man, all right, fucking on. That that was really oh, heavy. Man. I love the guitar that made the riffs were amazing. Like, and I uh, like the uh, the last song. Uh, well, Mike, I read the last song because obviously you're listening not on air. But anyways, point being, it was a great song as well. And I just love her vocals. And sing off air is like the more I was listening to guitars and just like uh, this the the cool riffs and just like the heavy scales. I was like, man, this this is almost like like Megadeth with a female singer. Like, this is amazing. I just like really dig it. It's like, what a great tune that was, man. I just can't wait to hear more. And that's only two songs in. Yeah. Like, to, I mean, to the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, again, quality tune. Um, and I, normally it's, I know this sounds like a generalization, but a lot of female singers when they're in rock bands they get immediately first comparison normally to bands like well it's hard isn't it that's what people normally gravitate towards but it's um it's as far removed from heart as like i mean maybe it's early heart like before it all went kind of tits up sort of thing but right i mean what a voice it, all these songs i would imagine on my driving soundtrack to be fair not that i drive like a maniac but <laughs> I like the chance to, and I think these songs would give it to us. But yeah, I mean, again, I want to hear more of them. What are they actually called? Because I'm not on Twitter at the moment. Yeah. I can log into it, but well, I'm not well, seeing anything on the screens. No, the, the band's called Cynthia, but they're not on Twitter. Not on Twitter, right. No, okay, um, I'll have to look. I'm not sure if they have a Facebook page yet. Um, uh, guy, guys, uh, guy, Rocker Heart has sent me the emails with, with the attachments, so... Yeah. So I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure... I might have looked, but I might not have. But I don't think they do. So um, we can have a look in a minute here. If not, I'm sure he'll he might say something. But I'm not sure he's on Twitter either. He's only on Facebook. So make hear the Facebook comments. But uh, I'll have a look in a second here. But I don't think so. I think I looked as soon as he messaged me that email. So I don't think they do. Yeah, yeah, cool. But anyway, man, that was an awesome tune. And now, now we're, we're, we're kicking it up more. This is a band we've played for the past two weeks and really cool band. Like it just, and very different. It's like punk alternative, a bit of goth, a little bit of like kind of, kind of new metal kind of hip hop. It's just, just, it's great stuff, but it's, it's not hard to follow. It just, and this is not, not a bad thing here. There, there's no way possible and i always see them and try there's no way uh this band could ever be pigeonholed because they're just too over the place which is perfect and they make it work so this is a band called digital resistance and the song is called economic conscription dig this
Right on. Digital resistance with economical or economic conscription. And man, what a tune that was. Uh, it was a, a mix, like I was telling you, a little bit off, well, not off air, but before you play the song, you know, a little bit of punk in there, a little bit of new metal. She's got a great voice and just the, the different pitches, like uh, with, with the rapping and then kind of the more kind of monotone and lower sound. And, um, and uh, the, the guitars, like we uh, work like we both uh, were talking about off air, um, <clears throat> sound a lot like like old like uh, Tommy Morello from like the first like Radiance Machine album, and yeah. uh, even at the end, man, it was like it was like almost like like a, a good like a still good rip, but like a good metal rip, just slowed down, not, not as quick, not not no. It's almost like here's something like that. It's it's, it's awesome, but. You almost expect almost to grungy. Some, yeah, you almost you almost expect to hear some potential tapping, you know. <laughs> but it was an awesome yeah. nonetheless. But we've got a great way to finish the song up. But great song, digital resistance with economic conscription. Yeah, I mean, we talked about these well via Twitter last week, didn't we? Um, I mean, obviously, the immediate influence comes out is Rage Against the Machine, Tom Morello. You can tell that he's influenced, but it's not a bad thing by any means. I mean legendary guitarist really but it's got that political vibe about it i, I like the rapping um but she adds that and i think they do it with the music as well it's like a there's a chilled out sub side to it it goes into like something that could as i mentioned last week could be on the like a blue lines album from massive attack right shades of max and queer you know the tricky album when he split from like i mean he even had a few with guitars over the top like really slowed down but they were still they had like a rock theme through it um and the female vocalist over the top um very different from those though but i like the the blend of that type of i mean they class it as new metal but it's not new metal it's something else it's it's a genre within itself isn't it oh yeah really against the mission well that's like i said um sorry what were you gonna say oh i i I was gonna say just like i said earlier i said i said someone try and pigeonhole this band i dare you because you're not gonna be able to (laughs) Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, they've obviously mixed up quite a few different styles, um, and that's what the best bands do. I mean, you look at people like The Doors. I mean, they, uh, realistically, you shouldn't have been in a band together, but you put all those different things together, flamenco, bossanova, drum beats, you know, honky-tonk. It just worked. It created a sound within itself. Very similar in the sense that they've blended that really nicely. I mean, I've we looked at me and Stu both were after last week, like, who are these? I followed us the other day, been in, having listened to a few of some of their tunes and said, Yeah, I'm loving this, like oh, love yeah. it. <laughs> oh, no, and by the way, yeah, Stu you let Stu know he can actually wind us up if he wants. It just means I can't respond immediately. I've got to do it in between songs, you know. Yeah. So you have to go through me first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's Keep the fun rolling here. Next up, we're going to switch gears just a little bit here. This is a brand new indie butterfly dream. This is off their second album. This this is the debut single called Thinking of You. Dig this. different way
Dream with thinking of you as their debut single off their second album. Uh, this band has always been very cool. It's 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 like dream pop mixed with like old alternative, you know, like mm. like like night. Well, I should say grunge more or less. It's more or less narrow that down to grunge, like like early nice grunge. And it, it's it's so yeah, yeah cool. we'll I love the way they do it. Like the vocals were always good, and you just you're not sh- sure what direction they're going to go in. Like which which if they're gonna balance out, or if they're gonna go like you know, let's we'll put like say seventy percent grunge, and then we'll do like you know thirty percent dream pop, or whatever the ratio may be, depending on how the song is written or is done. But it always changes up, so it's always cool because there's there's a consistency, but not one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I got the same vibe when you mentioned like nineties. Um, indie. I mean, it's in the, the clues in the name. <laughs> Same for the song. I mean, the song itself, like you trip, trip, like dreamy. Take down a stair. That's the first thing that sprung to mind. Was you can imagine yourself walking along on a summer day, just reminded us of like some nineties tunes, Supergrass, I'm Alright, or uh, Boo Radley's. Right. Wake up, Boo. You know, like that very uplifting, upbeat. Um, too happy for me, like I'm a miserable bastard, but you know, <laughs> like Stabchy cheered us up. I'm disappointed now. I've got a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, a quick side note. Um, did you ever see the, the, the show Father Ted? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I brought that up is just because you go, oh, no, I'm miserable, but I'm much happier now. And what I thought of is remember when they went to the funeral and, uh, you know, they got back, got back to the, the church and, you know, and not not the, the not the old priest, not but the the was a, I think she might have been a nun, but she goes, oh, well, how how was the how was the funeral? It's like, oh, it was horrible because they're saying f this and f this, and and they know the younger dude was like, oh, oh, tennis, much worse. She's like, fuck this, fuck. It's like, Dougal, Dougal, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's much worse, Ted. <laughs> just, and it, just, just the way you carry that, it just it just popped in my head. And so, oh, uh, Dougal, man. 
Yeah. Doodles the doodles the shit, isn't it? <laughs> and that's why these side tracks exist because of stuff like this. Because <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's always fun. So next up, man, brand new Ron Bose. This is a great mm-hmm. tune, and you know, at first uh, the past few uh, weeks or at least month or so, I know I see an email from Ron, and it's like Ron and Bose, Ron. Uh, sorry, Bose and Hart. Bose and Hart. I was like, oh, awesome, good, and. I see them expecting Bows and Heart, and I was like, oh, this would time perfectly because I just got a song from Cynthia. And then it's like, ooh, new Ron Bows. Ha <laughs> ha, awesome. So here we go with Ron Bows and the Midnight Caller. Dig this. Uh uh-huh. 
Right on. That was Ron Bowes and the Midnight Caller. Uh, we're just about halfway uh, through the show, and what a way to kind of hit the, the, the quote-unquote milieu point of, this, of, the, of the show. And with a, mm-hmm. with a song called The Midnight Caller by Ron Bowes. And uh, it had, like always, it's, it's got, you know, the, the Stones influence, but I just love Ron's vocals because he just, you know, he amps it up in, in certain areas where he wouldn't expect that ha- that to happen during the song. So, it's it's always cool to hear it because, but it, and and he also has just a little bit of that that Keith Richards not just influence yeah but that's just, what I was gonna say but the yeah. vocals man so um just so you guys know I'm doing something different which I haven't tried yet before so right now since uh, we'll try it's, it's just a new thing kind of halfway the show so right now I'm live in IGTV so anybody's ITV IGTV they'll post Instagram as soon as I'm done the video and but I'm doing that right now and I kind of know trying something different because although. People can't hear the music, you know, they at least can hear him sing. And uh, but that was a great tune, and like Ron Bowes always delivers each and every time, man, he delivers, and he you always know you're gonna get something kick ass and cool and something different. So, man, that was an awesome tune, yeah, quality. Um, I mean, it's Keith Richards was immediately what sprung the mind, reminded us of a song that's on Voodoo Lounge, I forget what it's called, I think it's called Every Minute, Every Hour, or okay, yeah. Um, but I, I can't think. Track fourteen, it is on Blue Lounge anyway. But um, little bit of um, what's his name? Did the Joker song the Joker? Uh, Jeff. Oh, something band. Yeah. Some, oh, Steve Miller band. Steve Miller band. The, that diddle diddle diddle. Yeah, it's kind of reminded us of a, a couple of his tunes. Yeah, but yeah, Ron Bowes, man. I thought when you said Midnight Call, I wonder if he wrote it about that. Uh, 90s TV show with Gary Cole, remember? <laughs> it's all in, but yeah, once you hear the lyrics, it's definitely not about him. Like, <laughs> it sounds like it was, it's, it's not him. <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> yeah, not. Unless, unless Gary Cole's now a stalker, I know the acting's probably dried up a bit for him, so maybe it is about him. We'll have to ask. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> good night, America. Yeah. Wherever yeah, yeah. you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I just posted a video because I was going to let it keep going, but I just remember it's like, well, uh, not necessarily a good idea because when I stop talking, they can't hear you because I'm plugged in. So <laughs> might as well stop the video instead of having dead air. <laughs> all right. So it's like, all right, it's not going to work that way. So we're good. Um, <laughs> so then next up, uh, I think the album is out very, very soon, if not already. This is a brand new uh, mono groove. And Rini Lennon from Mono Group has been awesome to send us the entire album. And it's a great album. <clears throat> and it's been a while since we actually that that Mike and I have interviewed them. So it's a uh, time that we should set up set up again once Mike is back in about three weeks or so. But um <clears throat> so next up, man, we have Mono Groove and the song's called Up in the Attic. Dig this. What's wrong with the way we
in the attic. Great song. I love the fuckiness to the to the band, like, and I love her voice. It's just it's always it's always a kind of a almost a fun kind of upbeat and more or less happy tune. But just just the way it's orchestrated, it's got that old school kind of funk and a little bit of seventies kind of late sixties early seventies rock. Man, I just love it. Yeah, I'll have to take your word for it. Unfortunately, because with the laptop going off, I didn't hear any of that at all. So apologies. Um, it's just loading the session in again now. I've got I'm plugged in, so I'll be ready for the next one. But um, apologies, guys. I didn't yeah. hear the song. Well, no, man, it's all good. I mean, I, I'm I'm no stranger to to uh, to technical difficulties, and that's happened here. There, so you know. Oh yeah. The, the yeah. Well, me and, me and Tom will never forget that night when you lost me and the Mad Andersons, and then spent 20 minutes just going, Dave, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the in the early days. We were in stitches, but yeah, we won't oh, go into that. Man. What a pain in the ass. But no, we've got, <laughs> at least it's a learning process, right? So it's going to help me kind of oh, yeah. troubleshoot just a little bit quicker. But sometimes there's nothing I can do about it, unfortunately. But majority of the time, then, yeah, I can troubleshoot pretty quickly. So, yeah, anyway, I just got to roll with the punches. Yeah, but no problem. It was a, it was a great tune, and it's often called There's Something There. So um, next up, we have, hmm, oh, oh yes, this this is just a, a fun uh, um, tune to say because the band's called uh, Stratton Five, and uh, the, the song is called "What Era Am I Living In?" <laughs> huh? <You're> right? <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of people asking that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, what in the sweet flying fuck? You? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here we go with Stratton 5 and what era am I living in? <laughs> Do it. 
John Stratton 5 with what era am I living in? <clears throat> Seriously. But um, what a great <laughs> tune, man. Her vocals are great. We've, we've uh, played this band at least a couple times before. And we have another song for next week as well, which is awesome. But yeah, this is a great tune and had that good alternative kind of um, pop, pop punk kind of feel to it. But man, what powerful vocals and very, very catchy, a great tune. And just like, you no, know, I, I could listen to her sing all day, man. That was amazing. Yeah, great song. I mean, lyrically, I, I'm, I'm guessing, I could be wrong, but I think it's she making reference to Orwell's 1984 because well, it sounds very, like, it's, I could be totally wrong, but I know Stu's listened to a song. I don't know if Digital Resistance have got one that's about George Orwell's 1984 or... Whether I'm mixing it up with that. I mean, mine's not what it used to be, Doc. You know, I live in a world of weed, weed and mushrooms. Do you know what I mean? I don't even know what day it is off the no, time. But sure, Stu was listening to one of them and thought, yeah, it's, it's actually, I think, based on George Orwell's 1984. I could be totally wrong, yeah. One of them, Digital Resistance, or the guys we've just listened to there. You know what? But I, lyrically. Excuse me, I'm thinking you're right. I just can't remember. I think, it, I think it might be, might, not 100%. I think it might be Digital Resistance. You know, it's funny that you brought uh, um, George Orwell up um, just because uh, a week or two ago when Kim and I were talking, I brought up, well, Aldous Huxley's A Brave New World. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm not going to go into detail because I'm not going to start a huge debate here, but we, were, we, just had, <laughs> we, 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 we just had discussion about it. We'll leave it at that. So we're going to move on. We'll have, a, we'll have a Skype with you later on. We'll sort it out. And go. Right. <laughs> so uh, next up, oh, yes, a brand new song by Those Fantastic Things, which I told Mike the other week reminds me of uh, Jack Nicholson from the first Batman. Uh, where does he get those wonderful toys? Right? <laughs> so it's just fun to say those fantastic things. <laughs> so those fantastic things, and it's called I Wanna Go Home. And actually, you know what? <laughs> quick, quick side track here, and I, I can't believe I was going to say this. Um, <clears throat> years ago, in my teens, uh, my brother had, uh, had, a, had a ska band, and his bassist was roughly my age, but this kid was just amazing. Like, absolutely, like, you know, at, at, at one point, like, uh, before, like, I was, like, 17, 18, like, he was almost teaching his his, his teacher lessons about bass. Right. So that's how, this, how good this kid is. And, but... So going, Nelly is good as Duke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> now, going, going years before that, what happened was, is we were in Cub Scouts, right? So we're going on a trip. And the bus hadn't even left. We were still maybe 20 minutes from leaving. And he just cried in the back of us, like, I want to go home. The bus that wasn't even turned on. It was like sitting, like, uh, like completely shut off. And so his mom had to come on and get him. But I'll never forget that as long as I live. And every time I think that, I was like, I just want to go home. Like, I want to go home. He's like, you know, we were like, oh, I don't know. Nine or ten, maybe, but still, it was like, man, the, the bus, like, was like I said, it wasn't even turned on. We haven't even left the parking lot yet. <laughs> and he's already crying. As mom had hooked him up, like, she gave him like, tons of stuff to keep him entertained, sort of thing, but nope, uh, he wanted out. So, bless him. Yeah, so about 10 minutes. It happens to all, Doc. Happens to all. Oh, yeah. Oh, but it was just like at the time, it was funny because, like, like I, I don't think that, I'm that big of a baby, but whatever. <laughs> so, but that's that, that was nine year old thinking, right? So, all right. Oh, so um, there's there's enough sidetrack right there, and oh, I know we're having fun with him, but uh, 
They'll probably get weirder in a funny way. In a funny way. Let's keep that civil. In a funny way uh, uh, as we go on. So next up, like I said, is a brand new song by those fantastic things and called uh, I want to go home. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> fantastic things with I want to go home now that that end kind of threw me off and I was watching the time and uh, I was like oh, it seems like it's done about 15 seconds and then 
I'll say it's gonna fade back. It's like, oh, that was quick. That was kind of cool. But what what a great tune! I, I love the vocals because um, you know you know they had uh, the the vocals were almost old school, almost like almost throwback to the fifties. But then you, you can mix them in and 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 kind of kind of get into that um, to the gothic side of things like orgy, you know. And yeah. uh, just the the tonality of the of the, of the guitars was, was awesome. It just like it was trippy, but it was fun. It was poppy, but dream pop. Like probably a little bit of shoegaze in there too, but a little, little yeah, bit shoegaze, a little bit of goth mix in there, you know. And you know, a lot of times that's what makes uh, a a lot uh, of doing the list hard is because you know we get we don't always get that even balance of like good rock tunes and good trip out tunes because we know we have a certain. Uh, well, not really. Oh, I'd say a certain way of thing we go by, but no. Part two is usually the tripped out part, so it's down the rabbit hole. So you know, you want to try to, <clears throat> I try to put together the most tripped out tunes and configure them the way I want them and that sort of thing. And part one is usually a little bit heavier. And I can mix this, the, the 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 folk and stuff in there as well because I I, I have you know they have have the, the way to the list like I'm not obsessive compulsive about it, so I want to organize a certain way until it sounds good in my ears and I think it will sound good for other people as well, but. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like this is a good tune. So this one was like, like hmm, is this part two or part one? It's like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because it is quite, quite uh, drifty, breezy. Kind exactly of. right. So that's why lots of times I have yeah. a hard, hard time. It's like, eh, it's like, and then usually like, I might go back for a few times. Okay, they'll I'll go with this one. But either way, having made that decision, but that was a great tune. That was called "I Want to Go Home." Those fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I've been in this position now. I can understand how hard it is sometimes for Mike. But it's like, he's got right, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that. And then you just come out and say it all, and it's like, bastard. <laughs> I'm just having to think of something else. But me oh, shoegaze, immediately sprang, <laughs> <laughs> shoegaze immediately sprang to my mind. And I was going to shoot, is it shoegaze or stargaze? I wasn't sure. I'm too old for this. But <laughs> it is again just a, a very drifty kind of lose yourself. These vocal as well. I had a, it's like a vibe of Neil Young in there. Oddly enough, that's who he reminded us of. Um, just listening, if you listen back to it, just the nice. the verse bits, not the, rather than the chorus. But yeah, I wouldn't even have thought about that. But <laughs> again, <laughs> uh, just pick through the next song. It just it just the way you had you had that delivery like immediately. And this time I thought of Randy from South Park. You know, stands there. Oh god damn it! <laughs> like, so, so um, we're gonna get back on track, back to music again. So yeah, yeah, we're not going down the South Park uh, road like that. That's that. We we'll take the we we'll take the show on a whole Yeah, exactly. There. So uh, and, and we do we do apologize, and you know, like uh, no, no, we don't, we don't apologize. Okay, <laughs> this is well, well, just so we know, there's 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 explicit language here and there, but it's not done on purpose. It's all good fun. And it's all kind of going with the with the thing. So we're not dropping f bombs. Two things would go, oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. But, and. <laughs> yeah, I was weird. going to shout something there and I stopped myself. I'll yeah. start, see? Reserved, reserved. Oh, man. Speaking of which, do you remember, wasn't last week, but the week before, when we were playing the, the band, those fucking snowflakes? And oh, yeah, Mike yeah. and I were talking about them, and I, I stopped him dead in his tracks. It was so funny because he was laughing so hard he could barely talk. Because I said, I, I compared the band name to it. I was like, oh, it's not one of those fluffy things. Like, you think they're in Canada. It's like, okay, cool. One day, you know, it's crisp and clear. The next day, third Simmers and big Embers. And then he just, just like, he started laughing. <laughs> it took, took me a few minutes to kind of get, be able to talk out loud at the same time. It was like, it was perfect, like, complete caught him off guard. But it was just, Will's opportunities I could not pass up, you know? 
<laughs> hey, when the opportunity's there, that's right. You've got to take it, man. So, uh, man, next up, this is a good one. Uh, this artist's name is Julie Lamb, and actually, uh, uh, Mr. Mike Five was kind enough to send this to me, and uh, he sent me the whole album, and I do have a physical copy on the way in the mail. And uh, I was like, man, I really enjoy this track. So what I did was, as I emailed Julian, I said, well, just to make sure he got permission. I said, well, you know, uh, a friend of mine just sent me uh, your album. Is a right if I play stuff? She goes, oh, for sure. So uh, this is the first track on the album, and this is a great track and very funky as well. And it's just kind of why I picked it to kind of kind of fit in with uh, what's going on here. Our, our melange of good tunes, but they seem to flow very well. So here we go with. Julie Lamb, and the song's called Bleeding Numbers. Dig this. Woke up this morning with alarm bells in my head. Rolled all the way over to the right side of the bed. Just need a rest. Not feeling the best, and I'm feeling so tired. But I'm gonna get fired. Procrastination hits me like a stonehenge rock. Piles of lists of piles of work have got me locked. Just need a rest, cause not feeling the best, and I'm feeling so tired. But I'm gonna get fired. Are you awesome? It's never grand Man, just lately It's been getting out of hand Just need a rest Cause not feeling the best And I'm feeling so tired But I'm gonna get fired All you awesome powers And your corporate towers How can you ask for Oh 
and I'm feeling so tired, but I'm gonna get fired. Are you awesome? That was an awesome tune, like very funky. Like I, I loved her voice, and man, you know what? It reminded me of Jamiroquai. It was really cool, like really badass. I really enjoyed that. And, yeah. and by the way, the whole album is awesome. So uh, big thank you to Mike Five Percent to me. I'll have a physical copy soon, but it is a great album. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean that tune. That reminded us of brand new heavies a lot. I mean, I hate doing comparisons. I know it's like, wasn't it said? It's just. A shortcut to thinking but it's because i haven't got the technical knowledge but yeah i mean big band sound very funky as you noticed watching me dancing away on the screen in the top corner there but yeah it's it's a very how can i say it see it's because i haven't took the headphones off there's 20 second delay totally <laughs> through us again doc okay. listening to my own voice in my head thinking oh, hold on i'm in the computer simulator again Elon Musk, man, he's bribed my brain, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, he's trying to fly. But yeah, great tune, though, great tune. Love a bit of funk. Yeah, oh, man. Love the funk. Great wow. tune. No, the whole, the, <laughs> the whole album is cool. And the album, the, uh, the album is called Ordinary Days. So you can check it out on Bandcamp right now. But it's definitely worth the definitely worth the purchase. It's great. Uh, it's really awesome. Monkey, crazy, like, yeah, just... Awesome, and she's got a great voice too, so very good. Yeah, cool. indeed. So next up, we're going to keep rolling here with uh, ours. Her name is Phoebe Coco. This is a song called Ready. Dig this. I'll ever be there. 
song uh, similar at least, at least it made me think uh, of still dre <laughs> no yeah definitely dre, definitely man. Dog, but man she's got a great voice and this totally changes up with this that uh good harmonics and and just just the, the kind of tripped out but the kind of pop uh sound to it it was just i don't know how quite describe, but it was a great tune i really love the vocal i really love the flow of the song yeah, I mean, another one of those where you'd probably, I would imagine you struggled as to whether you were going to put it in part one or part two, because it's very, very down the rabbit hole as well, that type of vibe. I mean, uh, she's even putting lyrics about Camelot in there, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's part two content if ever I've heard it. But yeah, it reminded me a lot of uh, Mo Chiba. I don't know if you remember Mo Chiba from the 90s. Vaguely. And also a band called Archive they did an album called Londinian. She the the vocal she she sounds very much like the lead singer, well female vocalist from uh, from Archive as well. But yeah, nice and chilled out. It's kind of drifting away there, Doc. <laughs> as well, you said ten seconds before it finished because that well, was gone. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> but also, man, uh, we got a few more songs left here for part one so we have about three songs left uh next up is a 
song we played once before, but it's a new one by Altered by Mom, a song called Home Movies. Dig this.
by mom and home movies um their single off this new album is called um uh on the way up i believe it's called anyways um <clears throat> this whole album is great and uh i released some singles before and before this um the seer Devin lockheed was part of a band called beekeepers a number of years ago but point being is uh i got a chance to see the band live in toronto so i took a two-hour drive to see the band but you were but you were buzzing Oh man, it was awesome! It was so much fun, and at the time, beekeepers, they... beekeepers buzzing. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> where, where, where's a where's, <sighs> where's a rim shot when I'm here, right? <laughs> but uh, I'll be here all week. Uh, Leave yeah, your tips yeah. at the bar. <laughs> oh man, I'm looking. I got I got sound effects on the side here, but I don't have that. I have like applause and gunshot, lightning, camera click, but no. Uh, no it doesn't. It it doesn't deserve any applause. Trust us. Oh, well, that was no fun. It was just a stupid bell. So what? Yeah, what should have been, um, you know, wind with the, uh, what do you call them things, the bushes, oh, the tumbleweeds. Oh, tumbleweeds, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, like after Homer tells a joke, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's a, they're a great band, they, but they used to do this thing called family pictures, so they get everybody come on stage and some people stay off, take pictures, and I still have those pictures that my buddy, uh, my, Mikey P, took when we went up to the show, so I always remember that, and plus, they signed a poster that Devin actually drew himself, so very cool, right. but uh, great musician, and love this uh, new band, they've been out for two, three years, I believe it is, but man, I, I love I loved Altered by Mom. Yeah, Altered by Mom, every serial killer's mantra, yeah? <laughs> But, but um, I mean, I was, we're talking in like while the song was playing, and it's hard to put a put your finger on what it is that stands out the most about it. I mean, obviously you've got the dual vocal, female and male. Um, kind of had a old, you know, the eighties like ballads, like rock ballad, like a power ballad feel about it, especially towards the end. But it wasn't a power ballad, you well, know what yeah. I mean? It just made it hard to kind of. Um, but yeah, some note bending going on in there as well, which reminded us, I'm not saying by any stretch that they sound like Queens of the Stone Age, but oh, yeah, a couple sure. of songs on, uh, songs from the deaf, yeah, it reminded well, us of the way the chords, it shouldn't be in there. I mean, a guitarist would be like, yeah, it's a heavy bass. or something, shit like that, but <laughs> yeah. And uh, possibly something off of Radar and again, maybe like Pavement as well, so. Yeah, yeah. It's like if, uh, if Josh Homme produced Dollar's next album. <laughs> Well, man, we have two more songs left to get to tonight. Um, this is a uh, new Body Jar author, last and final album called uh, Inner Effigy. So it's called A Man or So. And this is just kind of slowly winding us up to the rabbit hole. And then we're going to pow- uh, have a kick ass finisher with a band called Sound Ninja with a Mr. Operation Nephew Street doing background vocals. So here we go. First off with Body Jar and A Man or So. Dig this. Yeah. 
Right on, Bodie Jar, a man or soul off their new album, Inner Effigy, unfortunately their last one, <clears throat> but man, what a great tune, uh, and I, I say, I tell you man, I've said a million times that Andy is a born showman, that that whole band is, but Andy's the type of guy I think get, get down his knees and lay back this way, like on, on his knees backwards, like just like, but just so vocally like awesome, like and I know I've said that a few times, but man, when I see someone cover uh, Mars Volta Goliath as, as a whole band and just nail it, like you, you, you've got my vote, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It was funny totally. too. Cause the, the first time um, uh, we went to see Boy Jordan, Kim met them, uh, Drew, the guitarist, who's an awesome guitarist, right? He's got like long blonde hair, probably like almost, almost down, down, to, down to his butt. But Kim's like, Oh my God. Like, that's such a good hair because anyone would kill to have there. It's straight and it's blonde. It's all natural. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm saying nothing. I, I, I was told by someone I, sh- I shouldn't be allowed to have long hair because they don't look after it. I can get a haircut now. I just choose not to. I just like I will soon enough, but I, I, I like my long hair. I'm, I, I, although I'm not gonna get that long, but like I, I, I enjoy it. And I fact- just hacked mine to bits last week. That's homegrown haircut. That's that's oh. me all the time. So nothing's really changed, you know. Well, I asked him back to you- the song anyway. Sorry, I didn't oh, uh, yeah, comment yeah. on the song. But Bodie yeah. Jar, you, as you know, I was I was gutted when you told us that it split up. It was uh, it was a sad day, but. Um, I mean, you're right though. What a range he's got vocally. You can tell, even though I've never seen them live, just you listen to the change in his vocal in between certain sections. Like when that's the breakdown and the time change, he's, you can tell he's got the showman about him, you know. But don't know about leaning back and say that. Well, I think last yeah. time I tried oh, man, that, I fell off the stage and knocked the table over. So. <laughs> no, it's crazy. We've seen them live a few times, uh, thankfully. And actually, um, Chris uh, Mack and I, a good friend of mine, who's close to the show a few times, uh, he and I went to see their, their EP release for their first EP, which, by the way, I, I talked to Drew, actually, um, uh, funny enough, I talked to Drew about three months ago or so, mm-hmm. and some of the new albums, I said, well, where can I buy it? Because like, I'd love to pick it up, so I, so I, I bought my copy <clears throat> on iTunes, and I said, well, is there a specific song we can play? Because, oh man, just play whatever you want, it's, it's all good, since we're not touring, it's pretty much done. 
And he says, oh, by the way, because if you want, uh, Dakota, their drummer, has got a whole bunch of the EPs. He goes, well, what can you kind of sell down a little bit? Because do you want those giveaways? He's like, oh, yeah, man, I can give, I give those away like that. So so uh, hopefully soon enough, I'll, I'll give Dakota a shout and see uh, if he can either just meet up or kind of you know, leave, leave like a box of them or whatever outside his house, wherever. So hopefully that happens yeah. soon enough, but I'll have to give him a shout and sort that out. But yeah, man, um, great band. It sucks at the end, but uh, it was a good ride and like it was a some really good shows and uh they 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 worked hard at it and they're actually they're very talented musicians well best of luck to them all whatever they choose to do from now i suppose mm-hmm. so man to close off part one here this is awesome this is brand new the sound ninja with backing vocals by none other than operation neptune spears so here we go with a song called fire dig this <laughs> that was me Sound Ninja with fire and backing vocals by Operation Neptune. 
Neptune Spear, man. That was awesome. That was punk and heavy, and I just what a what a good mix, what a good collaboration there, man. That was amazing. Like, like that that was a great idea. Who is our whichever guy's idea it was, whether it was Sound Ninjas or or uh, Operation Neptune Spear, that was a great collab there, right? That was awesome. Love the vocals, the guitar was awesome, very catchy, very punky, very metal. Awesome tune. What a perfect way to finish up part one before we dive down the rabbit hole for part two, eh? Yeah, man, good tune. Um, like you said, um, very punky. Reminds us a little bit of a tune uh, Tom from Grasscutter wrote. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but obviously Tom's was bad. I've got to say that, but yeah. No, no, this was this was a good tune, though. Head nodding, man. Head's been nodding all night. Right on. Well, man, that's going to do it for Is part the... one. What's that? So I just noticed the wife distracting you there in the background. Oh, you know? oh yeah. <laughs> so um, that's going to do it for part one. So we'll be back in about 10, 15 minutes most. Until then, we're going to let uh, Mr. Krieger take us out, or just say Dr. Krieger. So we'll be back in about uh-huh. 10, 15 minutes. Until then, Bones out. We'll be right back. Memory banks of the supercomputer. <laughs> Shrinky-dink that! Krigger out!